Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. At the present, we're working our way through the book of Galatians, and we've come to Galatians chapter 2, verses 15 and 16, which I have been eagerly waiting to get to these two verses, because they're, they're really kind of the heart of Paul's argument in Galatians. How is it that we are justified? This is what was in danger of being lost in the church in Galatia. And here, Paul lays it out so clearly in these two verses, exactly what it is that he's driving at, exactly what it is that he wants the Galatians to understand and return to, and exactly what it is that we, in 2021, need to remember about the gospel. Let me pray for us, and then I'll read these two verses, and then we'll dive in and look at what they're saying. Father, we thank you for your word. I ask that you would give your spirit as you've promised to do, that we might hear, that I might speak, that we might be strengthened by your spirit through your word. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Okay, so let me set up some, before I read this passage, let me set up a little bit of the context. Remember, Paul's been going through this long autobiographical section. And in the last piece we looked at, he was talking about his opposition to Peter because Peter had withdrawn from the Gentiles and refused any longer to eat with them. And, and so Paul told him, you stand condemned. And he asked this rhetorical question, if you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gentiles to live like Jews? In other words, Peter, you know that we're not justified by the law, so why are you demanding that they keep the law? That's really the question that's being asked there. Now, there's some debate as to where this conversation with Peter ends exactly. Different people want to end the quotation at different places. In the ESV, the quotation is ended in verse 14, and so verses 15 and following are Paul now kind of responding and interacting with this conversation. Others see this as part of the conversation. In the end, it doesn't particularly matter. That's just something if you read commentaries that you may see noted. And so I wanted to point that out. What we're looking at is this further interaction with this idea, with, with what it was that Peter was mistaken on, that, that he had, what it is that, that had caused him to fall into this place where Paul says you stand condemned. And so we read in verses 15 and 16, we ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by works of the law, no one will be justified. So, there's really the, the crux of this letter. And everything that, that comes before and comes after this is in one way or another driving at this idea. This is what it was that Paul was preaching, that we're justified by faith in Christ, through faith in Christ, not by works of the law. We see him make this same point of our justification in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, 
so that no one may boast. This is Paul's doctrine. And here he, he begins, whether he's talking directly to Peter or rhetorically to Peter, he reminds him, look, we're Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. We are the ones who were given the oracles of God to, to deal with the advantage that he says they have in Romans 3. What advantage has the Jew? First of all, they were given the oracles of God. Paul's saying that's who we are. We're not the Gentile sinners. We're not those who, who don't know the ways of God. Yet, he says... We know that a person isn't justified by works of the law. Even, even Peter gives this great speech where he reminds people, we've never kept the law. Why would we heap this on other people? If we haven't kept it, this isn't how we're justified. Now, what, what does it mean? Let's pause for just a second. What does it mean to be justified before God? One simple definition is to be counted worthy somebody who's trying to justify themselves or, or justify their existence or, or justify that they belong in, in some group or another. They're, they're, they're trying to show that it's right for them to be counted worthy. The Westminster Shorter Catechism gives us a little bit more thorough and, and a little bit more theological definition. Question number 33 asks, what is justification? And it gives this answer. Justification is an act of God's free grace wherein he pardoneth all our sins and accepteth us as righteous in his sight, only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us and received by faith alone. That, that's what justification is. First of all, it's this act of God's grace. It's something that he does. And, and it includes our being pardoned and are being accepted as righteous in his sight. And that can happen because the righteousness of Christ is imputed to us or credited to our account and received by faith alone. So Paul's saying that being justified, being counted righteous before God and pardoned for our sins and accepted as righteous, that that does not happen by works of the law. That you cannot work your way to heaven. It, it simply will not happen. You will not get there that way. We're, we're going to find out why later as he reminds us that, that it's because the law was given to show us our sin, to shut us up in our sin, to tutor us to Christ. That's why the law was given. Rather, he says, a person is justified through faith in Jesus Christ. That's where we gain standing with God. That's how we're counted worthy, not because of anything we bring to the table, but because Jesus brings us to the table. That's why we have a seat. That's why we're worthy, because Jesus Christ perfectly obeyed the law and then gave his life in the place of his people, undergoing the eternal wrath of God, and then by the power of the Spirit took his life up again in victory over sin and death so that we too in him might be given life and victory over sin and death. See, he paid the price for our sin. He satisfied the wrath of God that was justly due for our sin. Jesus has done this. And as we are united to him by faith, so 
we are pardoned of our sin because he has paid it all. And so we are counted righteous because the Spirit applies to us, imputes to us, credits to us the righteousness of Jesus Christ. This righteousness gained by his perfect obedience to God, his never breaking the law. And so we, by looking to Christ in faith, are justified. So, Paul says, because we know that, because we know that we're not justified by works of the law, but through faith, we have believed in Jesus Christ. We've looked to him in faith. We've turned to him and, and called out to him for mercy. We've looked at him and said, you're our only hope. If, if you don't have me, then no one does. If I don't have standing before God because of you, then I have no standing before God. If God doesn't, in his grace, unite me to you by faith and thereby receive me, as righteous, then I will not be received. This is Paul's point. We know that we're not justified by works. None of us have done it. None of us have, have perfectly obeyed. We can't be justified by works. We haven't proved ourselves worthy. We've proved ourselves entirely unworthy. And we know that someone is justified by faith, so we've believed in him. This is what Paul is wanting Peter and the Galatians to understand and to remember. And we've believed in him, and he repeats himself here. Why have we believed in Jesus? In order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. The whole reason that we go to Jesus is not so that we can then do good works and prove that we belong. It's not, we don't go to Jesus so we can do good works and prove that God made a good choice. We don't go to Jesus and, and do good works to, to, to kind of add to what Christ has done, that, that maybe if we do enough works and, and, and we have Jesus also, then, then somehow we'll be saved. No, if we add anything to Christ, we lose Christ. If we add anything to faith, then it's not by faith any longer. We go to Jesus in faith that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. This is why the reformers talked about, you know, only the, 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 the solas of the Reformation, the alones, to put it in English, that we are justified by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, not Christ plus anything, not grace plus anything, not faith plus a, a few works to, to prove. No, no, no. Our justification stands on the finished work of Jesus Christ and nothing else. Why? Because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Not a single person in all of human history will be justified or has been justified by being good. It simply will not happen. If you go to God and think that you're going to 
provide some list of things that commend you to him, you're sadly mistaken. It is only by grace through faith in Christ, but it is certainly by grace through faith in Christ that we stand justified before God. Might we look to him and rest in him alone. Amen.